Hey, 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 it's the Harlan Highway. Yes, it is. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Harlan Highway, baby. Great to have you here today. Did you know that today is National Bosses Day? Yeah. Monday, October 16th is National Bosses Day, so we've decided to try to go up and make nice with my boss, Mr. Featherstone, on the 12th floor, and... We're going to surprise them with a present and see if that kind of helps build our relationship and and make it a little stronger because it has been a little rocky, a little testy over the years. Uh, Let's see what happens. Uh, So National Bosses Day with me and Mr. Featherstone. Uh, Also, I'm going to give you an update on a story I did about uh, laser technology, the, uh, the, the, the weaponization or the weaponizing of of laser technology and how it uh, could help us in the future to win wars and intimidate our our adversaries and so on and so forth. There's there's been some really incredible advances in the technology. And then later in the show, I'm going to be talking about the game of hide-and-go-seek, but with your food. Have you ever played hide-and-go-seek with your food? Uh, I bet, bet you don't think you have, but I bet you have. Wait till you hear about it. It's all coming up here on the Harlan Highway. Put on your seatbelt. It's about to get bumpy. Oh, how perfectly awful. I get my kids above the waistline, sunshine. When will they take the bandages off? We don't know who we are. We don't know where we are. You're riding down the Harlan Highway. Let me tell you, you're starting something here that that's what you should be frightened of. Oh, fuck yeah, bud. Just leave us alone. Sit down, strap in, and shut up. What's going on? What's the matter? I thought maybe if I could kill him, I could make him stop. My mother never breastfed me. She told me she liked me as a friend. Who are we? This is the Harland Highway. What? It's the Harland Highway. It's, it's a cookbook. Ah! All right, let's start the show with something to scream about, if we must. A, a few podcasts back, I talked about my theory about uh, laser technology and how the uh, the U.S. government and the military probably had advanced laser capabilities to, if they needed to, float some kind of uh, spacecraft or aircraft over North Korea and just shoot lasers down into the bunkers where North Korea houses its nuclear weapons and just take them out in in one like kind of just like systematically knock them out, right? Without any warning, without any sound, without any any advanced uh, preparation by North Korea. And it sounded very sci-fi, and I was I was like, I'm sure the U.S. government has some of this stuff already in their arsenal, and there's probably weapons we don't even know about, and yada, yada, yada. And as fate would have it, just uh, recently I came across a news story here that kind of verifies what I was talking about. I don't know if I was ahead of my time in talking about it, or but I, I'm suspicious that I'm probably behind my time talking about it. I, I'm convinced in my own head that, that the U.S. military probably has this kind of lethal laser technology, 
But here's a news story I found that kind of backs up and verifies what I was talking about. And this is a story from a civilian, so it probably doesn't even cover the gamut of how extensive the laser warfare technology is. Have a listen. Lasers sound like the stuff of science fiction, right? Sound completely unbelievable. How could our military possibly be using those in future warfare? Guess what? We've just had a recent breakthrough, more great test results that are making lasers a reality. So it's called Athena. Lockheed Martin makes it, and they've been doing a lot of the pioneering in this laser field. Now, what's really exciting about it is that it's so hard to harness that much power and make it compact enough that it's actually going to make practical sense downrange. And they've proven that they can do that. Uh, recently, uh, they tested it against five moving drones, so realistic drones that they might go up against with, uh, you know, enemy forces might send against us, for example, uh, or terrorists might send against us. Uh, and it successfully shot down all five of the drones. This is huge news because it means that in a realistic practical setting it's looking very promising so it could be ready to field quite soon so when you see the movies or you look at comic books or television shows when you see laser weapons they tend to be a color right red or green or something like that uh, real lasers one of the key advantages that they provide is that they are invisible you actually can't see them you just see this damage suddenly starting to blow something up uh, so if we take a look now at what the Athena did to a truck so we're looking at a truck engine and the Athena within seconds was able to beam right in there, heat the whole thing up, and burn through the engine of this vehicle. So if you imagine if you were in that vehicle, all of a sudden, this hole would start appearing in your engine, and the whole thing would just disappear. That's what these lasers do. Now, there's some other key advantages that we should mention. Let me give you three of them. One, unlimited ammo. As long as we have power, we have an unlimited magazine. And downrange, of course, having unlimited ammo can be a huge advantage. Second, it's silent. We don't give the enemy any advance warning that it's coming. Now the third one I wanted to touch on is that it travels at the speed of light. So not only are we delivering powerful, decisive effects, lethality, we're also doing it so rapidly they don't know what hit them. So if you can circle back to that example of being in the car again, that would happen so instantaneously within seconds, you truly would have no idea what was happening. It would just suddenly start disintegrating, right? So what can we use these against? So we talked about the vehicle a bit. We talked about how Athena has just proven itself again drones but in the real world application our forces could use it against the drones we could use it against aircraft uh, we could use it against vehicles on the ground like we mentioned uh, we could also use it against fast attack boats and in fact Athena's sibling Adam a couple years ago proved that it could eliminate these fast attack boats so if you imagine boats start trying to swarm one of our ships not a problem for this laser burns right through the hull as you can see right there it's burning right through the hull I'm incredibly excited about this news, this great news about the successful testing of Athena, because it means that we'll be putting these powerful weapons soon. We could put them in the hands of our warfighters and give them even more powerful weaponry uh, to keep themselves safe and also to deliver the effects that we need. They can be used, laser weapons can be used offensively and of course defensively too to help protect our homeland. Think of our airports that might be under threat uh, from enemy drones. They could be used to protect our, we could use them statically and used to protect our airports. They could be to protect our power grid, our, our nuclear plants. So there's lots of different exciting applications for this technology. There's no longer science fiction, but science fact. Wow. So there you go. See, I, I wasn't too far off base. And, and I think we all know that they've been developing lasers over the last number of decades. But I think they're becoming more and more a reality as to how modern warfare will be fought. And... Uh, 
It's pretty amazing. Uh, as she said, you have an endless uh, magazine, magazine meaning uh, ammunition. As long as you have uh, a power source for the laser beam to fire, uh, you can just keep firing and firing and firing. And uh, it's invisible, and it's silent, and I'm guessing that its range is pretty infinite. I mean, you've seen laser beams. They can just sh they, they can shoot right up into space, for God's sakes. I mean, the stronger the laser beam, the, the farther it can shoot. I don't know what the range is, but I'm guessing that they could probably, you know, find their mark accurately over miles and miles and miles. Um, so I'll read this article here. It, it might uh, go over some of the stuff we already talked about, but uh, I think there's a, a, a little bit of extra info in here. Here it is. Silent, invisible, deadly. The powerful Athena laser weapon can destroy enemy threats within seconds. It just destroyed five outlaw drones. For the United States, thanks to pioneering efforts of American companies like Lockheed Martin and the military, laser weapons are no longer the stuff of Star Wars and Star Trek. In near-term future battles, the U.S. military can choose to bring laser weapons mounted on vehicles, vessels, and more to war. By comparison, the weapons of any enemy will look like bows and arrows, right? Yeah. Athena stands for Advanced Test High Energy Asset. That's so cold, isn't it? Whenever they say asset, instead of gun or cannon or bomb, it's just asset. Bring in the asset. Bring in the asset. Uh, Athena is one of the most exciting of these new American laser weapons. During recent testing with the U.S. Army's Space and Missile Defense Command at the Army's White Sound Missile Range in New Mexico, the 30-kilowatt weapon slayed five outlaw drones. Not toy hobby-sized drones, but drones with nearly 11-foot wingspan. So in other words, this thing can take out real-time, real-life-sized aircraft. Scoreboard, it said, 100% success. And just two years ago, Lockheed Martin proved the Athena could also take down a truck by burning through its hood engine from a mile away. So that kind of answers the range question a little bit, and I'm, I'm sure it can probably go farther than a mile. Uh, there are many advantages to the laser weapons. One advantage is unlimited bullets, as we discussed, as long as there is power. Another advantage is speed. They, they, they work at the speed of light, okay? You think a bullet moves fast? How about the speed of light? Can you imagine a weapon that... The, the second you hit the switch, it instantaneously instantaneously hits its target. I mean, talk about taking out the enemy quickly. You know, a lot of time on the battlefield, I imagine you'd have to line up a target, shoot, wait to see if the bullet impacted your target, and then move on to your next target. But, but, but at the speed of light, you're just like... You can just hit everything right away. As we discussed, they are also silent, invisible, and deadly. Very uh, health uh, handy for stealth and surprise in the battle in the uh, battlefield. Um, what else do we know about this thing? Threats can come from any direction. Athena's beam director and turret are designed to match this 
so the weapons can fire 360 degrees. So this weapon is just, it's like an owl's head spinning around. How would it be used in the battle space? Athena is powerful enough to destroy drones, vehicles, rockets, boats, and more. One of the big challenges with lasers is how to make them truly practical. To be practical, they need to be compact, lightweight, powerful, and transportable. Yeah, I think the problem with laser weaponry up until now, it's been big and bulky. And I think, I think to create a laser, I don't know the exact science, but I think you have to superheat light or super cool light or something. And I think uh, from what I've seen, it's, it, it, it takes big apparatus to achieve that effect. The laser beam itself is just a small pinpoint of light, but, but to achieve the laser effect, I think it takes a lot of machinery to generate uh, the laser. Um, so, so making it compact and transportable is key. They also need to be both precise and flexible to defeat rapidly moving vehicles. As for laser weapons to make their debut in the battle space, they have to be proven to be reliable with a 100% success rate against the drones. Things look very promising. Um, so, yeah, this goes on and on and on, but, uh, you know, it, it's very interesting that, uh, you know, this stuff uh, is something I talked about recently. Here's a little more. Lockheed Martin has been pioneering in laser we weapon systems for more than four decades. Athena's upgrades and remarkable recent performance of defeating 100% of the drones is the latest exciting news in the laser family. So look out, world. I mean, uh, you know, what's next? Well, in terms of, of the battlefield, the U.S. military will have the option to unleash laser weapons on vehicles, vessels, and even aircraft. The precision of lasers like Athena is already remarkable as the technology continues to advance at a rapid pace in the U.S. Lasers like Athena will be able to strike farther and farther away and destroy bigger and bigger targets. And like I said, even though this sounds like it's breaking news, I have a sneaky feeling I wouldn't be surprised in this uber-technological world we live in and given all the money and research the U.S. military does and pours into testing weapons, I kind of have a sneaky feeling they already have a advanced laser weapon system probably set up, locked, and ready to go. So when I talked about hanging something in the sky over North Korea a few podcasts back and, and you know, saying that the U.S. can lock in on every, you know, nuclear weapon silo or site that North Korea has and with one flick of a button could just, you know, just light them all up at once. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they already have it or if it's not too far down the road. So, so there you go. Just a little follow-up, a little update on... Uh, on, uh, you know, that whole laser technology weapon conversation I started a few podcasts ago. But maybe there's something more important going on right now. Did you know that today is National Bosses Day? And uh, as you know, here at the Harlan Highway Podcast, I have my boss, Mr. Featherstone, up on the 12th floor. 
and I don't really get along with him that well. I, I find him a bit uh, politically incorrect. I find him rude. I find him a bit homophobic. I find him, uh, you know, a lot of things. But Roger, my producer, suggested that maybe I go up and visit him and give him a present on National Bosses Day today. And maybe that kind of helps with our relationship as employee and boss. And right out of the gate, I was like, are you kidding? I'm I'm not going to make an excuse to go up and see this guy. And, And Roger was like, hey, what if it makes our life easier? What if it makes the podcast better? What if what if Featherstone starts, you know, giving us a little more money to do things and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, you know what? Maybe it's a nice gesture. So so we have a little gift basket here full of all kinds of little things. Roger put it together. And I'm going to go up and just visit the boss, Mr. Featherstone, and try and make nice. And uh, see if we can start to forge a better relationship. So, Raj, I keep my keep my mics live. Uh, hit a commercial or something. I'll get to the uh, elevator and get up to his his floor, and uh, everyone listening can hear how it goes. Because I, I think I think maybe despite my trepidations, this might be a good move, and maybe maybe Roger. Yes, I'm looking at you. You you might be right this time, Rod. So, so uh, hit a commercial, and off we go up to the 12th floor to visit Mr. Featherstone. Fresh is a walk through the woods on an early spring morning. Fresh is a gentle breeze that takes you by surprise. Fresh is simple with Summer's Eve, the most convenient disposable douche you can buy. This exclusive one-piece unit means there's nothing to assemble. And it's available in two fragrances, or vinegar and water. The solution doctors recommend. With Summer's Eve, freshness has never been simpler. Well, here I am up on the 12th floor in the in the lobby here, the reception area, waiting to go in and see Mr. Featherstone. I got this great big gift basket. I don't even know what Roger put in this thing. But uh, I think it'll be a nice gesture. Oh, there's Betty. Hi, Betty. How are you today? Good to see you. That's Mr. Featherstone's receptionist. Hi, Betty. Okay, well, the the middle finger uh, from Betty seems to be the regular. Okay, we can go in? Okay, Okay, here we go. Let me get this basket. God, this thing's heavy. Bring this in through the door here. Here we go. Thank you, Betty. Same to you. Uh, hello, hello, sir. Hello. Yes, sir. It's uh, it's it's me. Who the hell are you, sir? It, uh, it's Harlan Harlan Williams. I've been up in your office a million times. Well, maybe I should call security, sir. It's Harlan Williams from the Harlan Williams podcast. The what? The podcast. The plod plod glot, sir. It's pronounced podcast. Plod, splod. Sir, can, can I put this basket down? Who the hell carries a basket? What what, what, what are you? What do you mean, what am I? A full-grown guy carrying a basket? Uh, why don't you just skip around the room with it there, uh, Lord Fortnoid? Sir, if I could, this is a present for you. I'm putting it on your desk here. There we go. What are you doing bringing a basket to my office? And who are you again? Sir, it's Harlan Williams 
from the Harlan Highway podcast. Oh, Alawala from the Plod Splot Blood Glot. Sir, I brought you a present. Looks like you brought me a basket. What are you, a little light in the loafers or what? Who? What full-grown man walks around with a basket? Sir, if you're going to start right away, I'm going to take it right back. Wait a minute. What do you got in this thing? Sir, I, I I brought this for you. It's National Bosses Day, and it, it, it it's a gift to, to you from me, your, your employee. Wait a minute. I employ you? Yes, sir. Oh, boy. What's that mean? Oh, boy. Sir? Ah. Uh, sir? Ah. Uh, wait a minute. Are you the guy that hangs out at the funny little bars downtown on the weekends? Sir, I don't hang out at funny little bars on the weekends. Oh, really? That's right, sir. All right. How about the sticky bowling ball hall? The sticky bowling ball hall. That's right. I... I'd never even heard of it, sir. Ah, uh, sir? Ah. Uh. Sir, if you wouldn't mind just looking through your basket, there's some presents in there. Before I look through the basket. Okay. Let me ask you something. Yes, sir? Have you ever farted in a Home Depot? What? Have you ever blasted a fart at a Home Depot in the grass seed aisle? It blows the grass seed all over the place. Sir, I don't fart on grass seed. Well, you should try it. Sir, if you would just get to your basket here and focus. All right, well, let me see what you got here. Looks like you did some nice wrapping. Well, thank you, sir. Actually, Roger did the wrapping, but uh, I'm glad you like it. I didn't say I liked it. I said I question a guy who's good with wrapping paper. Well, what's that mean, sir? Uh... Sir? Ah. Uh, sir, if you would open your... Fr- I'm opening. What do we got here? What the hell is this? A jar of Vaseline? Um, uh, uh, y- well, yes, sir. Va- Vaseline's good if you, uh, if you have a cold sore or you need to wash your hands or... Are you shitting me? I'll tell you what Vaseline's good for. It's good for waxing up a glory hole at the Shell Station. Sir? You know what I'm talking about, Knight Rider. Sir, I do not know. I don't know. Roger picked that out. Vaseline, huh? Why don't you save this for your party boys down at that funny little bar at 12th and 9th? What funny little bar, sir? You know, the, uh, the fluorescent light bulb? The fluorescent light bulb. Ah, uh, sir. Ah, uh, sir. That Roger picked out the Vaseline. What else we got here? What the hell is this? A cinnamon scented candle from the pottery barn. Well, sir, that they make your room smell nice. Yeah, they make your room smell nice if your room smells like man sex, sir. Oh, yeah, I don't think I don't know when you guys get steaming away on each other. The room doesn't smell like uh, olive oil and uh, linseed grease. Linseed grease? What the, what the hell is that? Ah, uh, sir? Ah. Uh, sir, Roger picked out the, the cinnamon candle and the Vaseline. 
Well, yes, sir. Let me ask you something. Okay. Have you ever farted? Sir, I don't want to talk about farting anymore. Have you ever farted into a bowl of alphabet soup? Sir, I don't fart into soup. Sometimes if you fart hard enough, it blasts the letters all around and you can spell things. Sir, I swear to God, I had a bowl of alphabet soup a couple of years ago. I farted into it and I spelt the word giraffe. Sir, I do not fart into bowls of alphabet soup. What else you got in here? Well, I don't know, sir. Let's see, what is this? What the hell is this thing? Um, I'm not sure what that is, sir. What is this? There's like a switch on the bottom here. What is this? Uh, I wouldn't turn that if I were you, sir. What the hell? What is this thing vibrating in my hand for? Uh, I don't think it's vibrating, sir. I think I think it's a, a, a back massager. Why is it shaped like a like a man's you-know-what? Uh, uh, sir, I, maybe you want to put that one back. Wait a minute. Is this one of your funny guy toys? Sex toys? Sir, I... I Roger put these gifts together. I think he, he might have been pulling a practical joke on me. I think that's actually... For girls, I, th- I think it's what they call a, a... A what? Well, it looks like a, a personal vibrator, sir. Oh, my God. What's the matter with you? Coming up here with your cinnamon candles and your Vaseline. And now I get a, 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 a boy toy? Sir, it's not a boy toy. They're for girls. Oh, really? And what? since when do girls put Vaseline and cinnamon candles on the boy toy? Sir, I listen. I know this looks a little weird, but a little weird. How about I just feel like I fell into the middle of a midnight fairy dance on a beach covered with dildos? Sir, I I don't want the idea was not to make you feel like you fell into a fairy dance on a beach full of dildos. Well, that's how I'm feeling, fly guy. Fly guy? Uh-huh. Sir, listen, Roger Roger said, and who's Roger? Well, he's my partner downstairs. Oh, so you got a partner. Well, why don't you take this pervert boy toy basket and go down and play with your guy toy? He's not my guy toy. He's my producer. I'll bet he produces. Sir? Now, listen, you take this disgusting garbage out of here, and because of this prank, I'm cutting your budget 5%. Sir, no, it was intended to... Get out of here. Wait a minute. There's one more. What's this thing? Sir, I wouldn't open that if I were you. Hang on. What the hell is this? Um, uh, sir, I, 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 uh, I, I'm not sure what that is, sir. Well, it looks like a, a bunch of balls on a string. Um, I, maybe it's, uh, one of those, like, uh, the things for, for your nerves, you... You fumble it, it's a long string with golf ball-sized ball bearings on it. Um, I, I don't know what that is, sir. Wait a minute, what's this little Benoit ass ball? Says the, the tag says, ben, what a Benoit ass ball, sir. I, th- I've got to go, sir. You get back here. I've got to go, sir. They enjoy- Happy Boss's Day. Thank you, sir. You get back here. Sorry, sir, I got to go. I said get back here, you freak! Sorry, sir!
Uh, hi, Betty. Thank you for everything. Uh, great to see you as always. Yeah, up yours too. Yeah, great to see you. Okay, I, I got to get back downstairs. Okay, great. I'm going to kill Roger. I am going to kill that idiot. Set me up, that son of a bitch. God! For my feminine itching, I depend on Vagisil Cream to stop it instantly. And for a painful burning itch, I get maximum strength Vagisil for even stronger relief. There's Vagisil Cream and maximum strength. Oh, so you thought this was funny, huh, Raj? Yeah, well, I'm not laughing, man. You know what? It, instead of it helping the show, he just cut 5% of our budget. Stop laughing. Unbel- Dude, unbelievable, man. It's like I trusted you. You give me a, a gift basket, and it's full of, like, provocative items, Vaseline, candles, Benoit balls. Or as, as, don't tell me anal beads. Whatever, whatever they are, dude. You got a twisted sense of humor, Raj, and I don't, I, I don't appreciate it, dude. You think this 5% cut isn't going to affect you as much as, as it is me? Smart play, Shakespeare. So much for National Bosses Day. Can we just move on? I want to do another, let's do something else. God. What a Dorcas, I'm just going to black you out while I do this next bit, man. Clear my head. Ay, ay, ay. So anyways, you ever hear the game guide, uh, hide and seek? Hide and seek. You ever play that when you're a kid? Hide and seek, hide and seek. Well, you ever have hide and seek with your food? Here, here's what I'm talking about. and This is kind of fun. I kind of like it when this happens. You ever... You ever order a dish like it's a, it's a complicated dish where it's a bunch of things mashed together? You get it a lot when you order Thai food or, you know, if you order Pad Thai or you order, uh, you know, a lot of uh, Asian food like Chinese food like chop suey or chow mein or, or uh, you know, some kind of rice like shrimp fried rice or chicken fried rice, things like that, right? And basically, they get a dish of noodles, or you get a dish of rice, or you get something complicated like like uh, like gumbo, or or like a chowder, or something where there's a bunch of stuff mixed together, right? And let's say there's a a certain item in the uh, collection of food that makes up this 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 concoction. Like, let's say, for example, uh, gumbo. I'm a big gumbo fan, right? And so sometimes when I'm out, I'll order gumbo, and I like the chicken and shrimp gumbo. So if you don't know what that looks like, it's like it's like a, a thick kind of brown sauce with peppers and sausage and and onions, and, and uh, you got chunks of chicken, and you got shrimp, and then you mix it all in with some rice. And so it becomes like this big kind of messy dish, but it's delicious. You know, it's, it's kind of spicy and really yummy. I'm salivating just talking about it. And uh, what, what I love is when you start eating these types of foods and you're about halfway through and you're like, oh, man, I ate all the shrimps, man. Oh, there's no more shrimps in my gumbo. There's lots of chicken and sausage and peppers, but... Man, I wish there were some more shrimps. Damn it. I really like the flavor of the shrimps. And then you start moving food around, right, on your plate. 
you know, you, you push a little spoonful of rice this way and you, you slide some chicken that way and you push some sausage in the other direction and there it is, hiding under a pepper. You just see the tail of a shrimp stick it out. <gasps> You're like, oh my God, oh my God, there's a shrimp. I knew there was one more in here. I knew there was, oh my God, I'm so happy I get an extra shrimp. I thought they were all gone, but now there's another one. Oh my God. Right? It's like hide and seek with your food. And what's even better is you, you, you find the one shrimp and you think, okay, I'm done. And then you like roll over a, a big clump of rice and there's another shrimp. Oh my God, there's another shrimp. Just what I wanted. Oh, this is so good. So it's kind of like you have this game of hide and seek going on in your food dish. And uh, you get pleasantly surprised as you go along. It, it, it's, it, it just makes me so happy. You know, it, it just like reinvigorates the meal because you, you're kind of sad that this one flavor, this one item has kind of moved on. And, and you know, you ordered shrimp and chicken, but now the shrimp is all gone. So now it's just chicken. But then suddenly when these, these magical shrimp appear that have been hiding... Suddenly, it's shrimp and chicken again. Yay! <laughs> and I know, I know it's the simple things in life that makes yours truly happy. But I just thought I'd, I'd ask, see if you guys are the same way. If you, if you get excited when you, when you have like a hide-and-go-seek food item in your meal. Just, just musing out loud here, trying to keep things delicious on the Harlan Highway. Rice a rookie. Oh, yeah. What a, I think we end the show on a delicious high, you know, thinking about delicious food treats. Yum. Now I want some, some chicken and shrimp gumbo, baby. Um, anyways, uh, hey, I know the, uh, the podcast was a little bit late today, but uh, we still got it out to you on the Monday when we're supposed to. I, I've just been having a busy freaking schedule lately, gang, and uh, it's been making it tight for me to get this these podcasts done, but, uh, you know, the fall is always a very busy time of year for me. I'm touring and I'm, I'm, I'm just working on my puppy dog pals show at Disney and I'm working on some other ideas and I'm editing my new comedy special together and I'm, I'm writing a new, uh, sitcom pilot and I'm, I'm just so slammed, but I'm, I'm doing my best to keep up with the pods and, uh, Thanks for your patience, everybody. Hopefully things slow down a little bit uh, as we get, uh, you know, further along here. But uh, I'm, I'm keeping her going. I love doing it, and I love having you here. So I uh, hope you're having a good time. Um, thanks for being here. Uh, if you want to catch me doing some comedy, I was talking about my tour. Uh, this Saturday, you can catch me in Burbank, California at Flappers Comedy Club. Uh, one night only. It's uh, Saturday, uh, October 21st. Uh, so please uh, come out and uh, and have a good time with me there. And then the uh, following Saturday, this is cool, folks. This is a big announcement. This is only the second time ever I've done the Harlan Highway podcast live. I did it live once a few years ago at Sketchfest in San Francisco. And it was a little nerve-wracking, but I'm going to be doing it again in Tempe, Arizona on October 28th, Saturday. That's two weeks, October 28th, at uh, the Tempe Improv. 
in uh, in Tempe, Arizona. That's right there in Phoenix. So if you're if you're in the hood and you want to come out, I'm going to be doing like an hour podcast, which is longer than I normally do. And then after the podcast, I'm going to do like a half hour of stand up comedy for everybody. So it's like a it's like a combo show. So podcast and then stand up comedy. So pretty wild. Something I've never done before. And uh, even if you can't make it, we are going to record it for you and we'll present it to you a live, a live Harland Highway podcast. So you never know how that's going to go. Um, so get your tickets. Uh, you can go to harlandwilliams.com and get your tickets for the, uh, the live Harland Highway recording in Tempe, Arizona, October 28th. Uh, or uh, Flappers, or uh, let's see, the following weekend I'll be in Buffalo, New York at the Helium Comedy Club. Uh, That's November 2nd to November 5th, the Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo, New York. And then mid-November I'll be in uh, San Jose, California, Uh, November uh, 16th to the 19th. And, uh, yeah, good, good time. So, uh Get your tickets at harlowilliams.com. While you're there, visit our store. We have a lot of fun merchandise for you at our our web store. We'll mail you shirts and and books and videos and DVDs and uh, all kinds of stuff, man. So check that out. Also, uh, don't forget, if you want to to write to me, you can write to me at harlowilliams.com on our our little, uh, little contact link. Or you can even call me and leave a message at uh, the Harland Highway, 323-739-4330. 323-739-4330. Love to hear from you. We might put your message on the air. Uh, also, don't forget to become a premium member for $20 a year. You get the whole back catalog of the Harland Highway from Episode 1 all the way up. Uh, and that is a good deal, $20 a year for that, plus bonus, um, some bonus material that uh, we supply to you. Actually, I got a really funny stand-up comedy uh, routine I did that I'm going to be posting to the premium members uh, later this week. Uh, it was really fun. I did this experiment where I decided to do my whole comedy routine in a British accent. So it was kind of weird and kind of funky. So I'll be uh, I'll be playing that just for premium members. Uh, and as I said, twenty dollars a year. These are the kind of little bonus treats you get from time to time, being a premium member. Um, so Harlan Williams, as a British comedian, I don't know. It's kind of funky and weird. Uh, and uh, also, don't forget to get our uh, free app. Yes, sir. You can get our app on your cell phone. Just go into your your uh, cell phone, into your app store, type in the Harlan Highway podcast. Boom. You are in, man. Totally free of charge for that. Uh, you can listen to us wherever you go. Uh, so, uh, yes, please tell your friends about the Harlan Highway. Get them on board. As I said, I'm working hard on my new stand-up comedy special, Caramel Corn the Pug. We're almost done with the edit, and uh, hopefully uh, I'll have some news for you when and where you can see that special. We're not sure if we're going to release it uh, this year for the holidays or maybe launch it early in the new year. So uh, stand by for that, 
And uh, Caramel Corn the Pug will be coming your way very soon, ladies and gurgle glargans. Uh, that's it for now. Hey, thanks for being here. Uh, and until next time, everybody, as you know, chicken chow mein, baby. I swear to God, I had a bowl of alphabet soup a couple of years ago. I farted into it, and I spelt the word giraffe. <laughs>